Morning, everybody. I'm Jan, I'm one of the ministers here, and I just want to salute you for coming out in this beautiful weather for ducks this morning. It was quite a a journey for most of you, I'm sure. It was certainly flooded everywhere we came. But you know, this morning we're going to be continuing our theme, and whether you're in the building or whether you're watching online, we're going to continue with that theme that we've started, Churched but Unchurched, and we're looking this morning about belonging. I wonder what belonging means to you. You know, I feel it's one of those most important foundations in our lives, actually. Everybody needs that sense of belonging, don't they? We need a place where we feel safe, where we feel secure, where we feel accepted and loved. A place where we can just be us. A place where we're accepted for being us. And I don't think you have to look too far into the Bible to understand where that need, that urge in us comes from. It's right at the beginning in Genesis when God says that he puts his image into mankind, into humankind. Because God himself is relational, isn't he? There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together, being a unit together. And by placing part of his image into us, It drives us with that need, too, of being needed to belong, to be in relationship with one another. And this morning, I want to start out by saying that however you're feeling, your life is not a mistake this morning. Somebody, your parent might even have said to you, you weren't planned, but actually you were. God planned you. He created you. He made you the person you are. He's given you the gifts that you have because he has a purpose and a plan. And one of the most wonderful things is that we are his creations. He has placed his image in us. He hasn't walked away after creating us, but he has a plan for us. He calls us his children. Isn't that special this morning? And that is what gives us a sense of really, truly belonging. The rest of life might fall away, might break up, but we can know that we belong. And we've sung some amazing stories this morning, uh, words this morning about wanting to see Jesus lifted high, about having a story to tell to the nations, about how we want to sing about God's love because it's touched our lives in so many amazing ways. And then those words, thank you, Lord, thank you. I want to praise you because of what you've done in my life. Do we feel that this morning? Do we have that sense of belonging because we know God is at work in our lives? And if we do... What about those people who are outside our doors this morning, not walking past, it's far too wet, but they're driving past. They need to know that they also can find that key to making them secure in their lives, that the roots can be found, that sense of belonging, a special place that as Christians we are given, aren't we? To belong, to be in the right place, to have that sense of security. I don't know how many of you have seen the Ice Age movies. I spent ages this week trying to find the right clip, and I I absolutely failed. So I will tell you what happens in this particular part of Ice Age, and this is about as grown up as we get in our household. So we were watching Ice Age, and in the first, we have Manny, who's a mom, um, mom, mom, mouth, 
My oh my gosh, my brain suddenly went blank. It's a mammoth, okay? We have Sid, who's a sloth, and then we have Diego, who's a saber-toothed tiger. And these three unlikely characters, they're forced together in this story as they make their journey and as the story develops. And these three are pretty grumpy of one another, apart from Sid. Sid loves everybody and everything's great, according to Sid, but he gets everything wrong, bless him. But they come together, and by the end of that first film, they've become a tribe. They've become united together, three very different characters, different animals, but they've become a pack. They belong together. For those of you who don't know, when I was 18, I left Romford, hooray! I escaped, and I went off to London for a couple of years, and I went down to Dorset for about five years before heading to East Africa for, in Kenya for a while, and, uh, and then did some traveling before heading out to Tanzania, before coming back to Romford. So between kind of 18 to early 30s, I lived in about 13 different houses, different homes that I had. Some of them, I quickly felt like I belonged. But others, it was a little bit harder. And I lived in some amazing places, surrounded by tall mountains, other times by stunning beaches and exotic wildlife and beautiful birds. Some places I made some great friends and I really enjoyed myself and quickly I felt connected to the place and my, my work and my friendships. Other places, I felt a bit more isolated. It was a bit harder to put down those roots. The places, I guess, where I was happiest were those places where I felt I was loved and accepted and I belonged. And in those places, I was able to serve fully and to be a blessing, I hope. I had a sense of role, a sense of purpose, a sense of being, and I was safe and secure in those places. I wonder about you. Is there a place where you really feel like you belong? Where are your roots? Where do you feel safest? In the story that we read to us, had read to us today, thank you, Auntie Iris, one so familiar to many of us, that of Naomi and Ruth. The story starts with Naomi and her family in quite a dire situation. They have to head over to Moab, which was about 65 miles from Bethlehem because there was famine in the land. So they were struggling. They had to move. But they settle and they begin to put down their roots and things seem good. They start to become part of a community. The sons marry two women. But then tragedy hits and Naomi's husband passes away. Not only that, but we read that her two children also both died. Ten years have passed, but suddenly this land, I'm sure, started to feel really foreign to Naomi. She no longer feels at home. She's lost so much, her closest family, so she decides to return to her roots in Bethlehem. Sometimes it takes loss, doesn't it, for us to become aware of that deep need within us to belong that sense of needing our roots to hold us firm. Naomi's loss was really extreme, wasn't it? First her husband, her life partner, her soulmate, and then both of her children pass away. Her heartbreak hardly bears thinking about for us, really, does it? 
that sorrow she must have gone through. To lose those so dear must have caused incredible pain. Her anger, her fear, her questions about what was going on. She must have felt so very alone and so we find her deciding to return back to her original home, to her roots, to the place where she feels she most belongs. People with whom she has a history. Belonging. It's a powerful drive and we particularly notice it when we suffer loss. Uh, one of the areas I, I serve in within the fellowship is that within adopted families and so many children who are adopted and adults who are adopted struggle with that sense of belonging somewhere something just feels wrong in their lives. Sometimes it can be loss that heightens our realization of our need to belong. We lose someone dear to us. But it can also be things like losing our job, losing our role, maybe losing our children in a good way when they grow up and move out of the home. Suddenly, everything changes. Endless things can make us aware of that deep sense that we need in our lives to belong somewhere. Places that we previously felt accepted and part of can feel difficult, especially after a loss, and especially if we'd been to those places with that person that we've lost. And in church, this so often happens, doesn't it? I know over the past few years, so many in our fellowship have experienced loss of losing someone that they really cared for. And to come back into church is one of those hard, hard places. Why? I think it's because it's a place that we actually stop, a place where we have a chance to be still and not be surrounded by other things that can keep us busy. It's a place where we allow God to speak into our hearts, isn't it, and our lives. We're vulnerable before God, and we worship him, and it can be really tough. And maybe you're sitting at home this morning because it's too painful to come back into these four walls. We feel vulnerable. Loss can separate us from the places where we belong, from the people who we belong to. It can make us feel very alone. And at times like these, I just want to highlight again those wonderful scriptures. Romans 8. You know, turn to Romans 8 when you get home if you feel a sense of loss this morning. Those wonderful verses that say nothing can separate us from the love of God. The verses in John 3, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God so loved you. 1 John 3, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Be rooted into God. Build your life upon him because that is where we find that deepest sense of belonging. We find our place in life if we put our roots into him. Ian asked my daughter after my mum passed away what story she remembered mum sharing with her. And mum used to sit in the back of the car for whatever journey we did, short or long, and would read from little books to Jemima. And uh, he said to her, what story do you remember? And she said, oh, I remember Nanny uh, reading the story of the man who built his house upon the rock. And so Ian used that as mum's uh, tribute on the day that we celebrated her life. 
how fitting a representation of a story for my mum's life, that she had built her life upon the rock who was Christ. Have you? Have you built your life upon Christ? Are your roots deep into him? Do you have that sense of deep belonging because you've got Christ in your life? When loss comes, yes, it will come probably to most of us. We will be shaken, but we can be sure of whom we belong to, where we belong, and slowly but surely even those painful, vulnerable places become places of healing because they're full of people to whom we also belong to because it's not just alone, are we? Belonging is togetherness. And together here, I pray that you feel that you belong. And if you're a visitor here this morning, I pray that you're welcomed and that people will speak to you and welcome you. And maybe this will be a place where you will start to belong. And if for those of you who have been here for a while, I pray it's a place where we belong. Naomi's foundations were shaken to the very core and she decides she needs to return to her people, to her place, to her roots where she belongs. And so now the table turns. It's the daughter-in-law's turn. They're the ones who face that decision of where they need to be in order to belong. Orpah decides to return to Moab, but Ruth has committed herself to Naomi and so she follows her. It's Ruth now who's the stranger in a foreign land with different people, a foreign culture, and new language. Naomi spent 10 years in Moab before returning to Israel. 10 years which started with investing in her family, her husband, her sons, and then rejoicing as her sons began their own married lives. In those 10 years, she would certainly have put down roots, wouldn't she? She would have made her own friendships. She would have participated in the life of her neighbors and of the town. She must have done a pretty good job, as when she decides to return to Bethlehem, so both her daughter-in-laws are willing to go with her. But Naomi recognizes the sacrifice they're making, and she encourages them to return, return to their place of belonging. Orpah accepts, but as we know, Ruth refuses, and she shares those words that are so well-known, aren't they? Let me read them to you. Don't urge me, said Ruth, to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. Ruth, she saw her place of belonging as being with Naomi. She took action. And if you notice that word belonging, it's a verb, isn't it? I'm not very good on English. <laughs> Probably most of you have taken English as a second language, are much better with your English than I am. But even I get to belong is a verb. It's an action. We have to do something to belong. It's an active word, an active verb. And so Ruth takes action. She wants to live with Naomi. She wants to grow together with her. It was complete sacrifice, but it was a sign that she knew where her place was, where she wanted her life to be built. She'd married into Naomi's family, and that was now her family. This was the place where she was going to belong. 
and she was going to fight to keep it, to belong. Do you feel like you belong? COVID changed a lot of things, didn't it? And I think belonging is definitely one of those areas that was pretty shaken up over the COVID period. I wonder where you find yourself now this morning in terms of feeling as though you belong here at RBC. We've been so blessed with a number of new faces over the past few years. It's wonderful. And I absolutely love to be part of this ever-changing family. It's so important to feel that we're part of a church because whilst we know we can belong in God wherever we are, also we need one another. We need each other to help us, to bless us, to care for us, to support us, to challenge us. I wonder this morning how you feel you fit in here. We start to build friendships, we become part of God's family, we function as part of his family, but it means that we have to take action. We have to take up our roles to reach out to one another, to grow as Christians, and to reach out to our community. So I'm going to do a bit of a hands up to wake you all up, okay? We're probably two-thirds of the way through, so you're all looking a bit dozy at this point, even on this chilly morning, okay? So make sure your shoulders are loose, because you're going to have to put a hand up. Okay, I don't want any strains or injuries this morning. Okay, so who has been here for less than one year? Who's been in our fellowship? Look at that. Look around. Put your hands up high. There's quite a lot of people that have been here for less than one year. Thank you. Who has been here for more than, oh, Auntie Iris, 50 years? That's quite a few people. Oh, Neil, surely you're not 50 years old. (laughs) there's a whole mixture isn't there I wonder how many of us have lived in Romford for all our lives or at least started in Romford to start our lives and finished to this point few of us actually quite a few of us of Romford from Fordians all the way through (laughs) how many of you would consider, this one's a little bit harder, how many of you would consider RBC to be your spiritual home? There's no pressure on this one, okay? I'm not looking around to say, hmm. Okay, who would consider RBC your spiritual home? Fantastic, okay. So there's a balance to be had here, isn't there? It doesn't matter whether you've been here a short time or a long time. Actually, our relationship with the church changes, doesn't it? Somebody who might have been here for more than 50 years might feel less connected with the church now because faces change and people come and go. Maybe you know less people now than you did 10 years ago, so you feel less part of it. And actually, maybe a new person feels like they're getting to know people really quite well, and that's lovely. But the fact is, is that life changes. Church changes. Our family changes. And while sometimes that can be sad because someone has left or has, has moved on or God has called them home, yet at the same time, it's wonderful, isn't it? Because God has brought more people into our midst as our family here. Naomi must have felt life was really good at one point, mustn't she? She had a husband. She had two sons. She had two wonderful daughter-in-laws. But then time moves on and her husband died her sons tragically pass away too. Time 
has changed Naomi's life beyond recognition. The blessing has turned to brokenness. Everything's changed. And even in church life, things change. Things get different. Our culture has changed. How many families have this many cultures in them? How blessed are we? Look around again. Don't be afraid to look at each other this morning, by the way. We are family, okay? We can see each other. You're allowed to look at each other without someone thinking, you know. (laughs) The fact is, is that we are so blessed. We have people from so many different places. The flags around the back represent some of those countries that we ourselves represent. But it can take effort to get to know one another because of life changing. It takes an effort to sometimes continue to belong in a place where you've always belonged. Changes do come and go. Places are different. And probably one of my biggest irritations, maybe my thorn in my flesh, is that I carry around a really irritating illness called ME, and it makes me really tired. Back in 2004, I had glandular fever and didn't ever quite get over it. And whilst I praise and thank God, I am so much better and well in so many ways, really. I've really thanked God for that. My, my health is precious to me. But I am left with a few irritations, and one of them is what... A lot of people have experienced post-COVID some brain fog. And it's hard to think clearly. And I've had this now for what, however many years that is, 18 years. And it's irritating. And my memory does not retain things. I cannot remember what a conversation I've had with somebody, sometimes 10 minutes ago. I just can't hold on to things. And it's probably my biggest barrier to getting to know people well. Because someone will tell me their name, they'll tell me where they're from, what they're doing, what's happened in their lives, and then I can't remember it. And what kind of pastor does that? Can't remember the stories that people have shared with them. It's it's so frustrating. And so please, every time you speak to me, please feel free to say, oh, Jan, my name's... (laughs) Even though I might have known you for a long while, I would always appreciate it, because names are one of those things. But actually, most of us have some barriers in our lives that make it hard to get to know one another. It might be that we're shy, or it might be that we can't hear well, or it might be as we get older, we just find it hard to be able to understand different um, tones of voice. But you know, if we're going to belong, if we're going to really engage with one another, we've got to accept each other's problems and issues and forgive So forgive me if I can't remember your name or can't remember the story you told me. Just please don't hold it against me. But let's love one another and let's get to know one another more because actually it's by being vulnerable, by being honest and open that we can most belong, isn't it? We put our roots down deeper. Being a family means that we have to work at our relationships. Even the closest birth families still have to input into their relationships and invest continually in order to strengthen them. One of my friends was telling me how their daughter, who's a teenager, just grunts. They're at that stage when you ask a question and they grunt the answer. No conversation, just a grunt. And then I was thinking about my own life that day and how my little one, bless her, has now found her voice. 
and she's using it all the time, and she talks the second she hears I'm awake. And I had to, that morning, creep into the bathroom to have a shower and close the door while she's still talking. <laughs> I feel really guilty. And then when I open up the door after my shower, it immediately carries on. <laughs> and then I spoke to someone else that same day, I think it was, and they said to me how they missed their home being filled with family of any kind because their children had grown up and moved out relationships, families change. Family life takes an effort every single stage. And it's no different in church. We're called together as a family of God. What does it mean to be part of that family here at RBC today? It means we need to belong here, doesn't it? We need to ensure that we are part of what is going on here. It's an action To belong is a verb. We have to play our part. What's God speaking to you over the last few months? What's he saying to you? Where does he want you to serve within this fellowship? How does he want you to serve out in the community to make a difference? Are we fulfilling God's call upon our lives individually? Are we fulfilling God's call upon our lives corporately as a church? Are we fulfilling our role of belonging in the world? I want to challenge you this morning. Okay, we've put our hands up. We've broken a few barriers already, okay? This morning, when the service is done, I want you to have the courage to speak to someone who you've not spoken to before or someone who's sitting near you who you don't know well. Okay, you might have, they might have been coming for years. Don't offend one another this morning, okay? Get rid of all your offensiveness. Okay, I want you to turn around and get to know someone. Ask them their name. Ask them how long they've been coming. Ask them what they do for a living. Ask them, I don't know, anything that's not too personal. <laughs> but let's build relationship with one another. And if you're the person who's been asked, but you want to speak to the person who's over there, Just stop and speak to the person who's spoken to you for a few minutes. Because how easy is it? We've got people we've got to see over here and over there. And we don't actually stop. And that person's taken all their courage to step out and say, good morning. What's your name? I see you singing every week. But, you know, what do you, you know, let's, let's greet one another this morning properly. Belonging. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could eradicate loneliness? I'm not sure we can, because actually in life, there's at times, isn't there, when we all walk a lonely path. But let's make sure that as a church, we let all those people, whatever their path is, know that they're surrounded with arms that care, that people who love them a place where they belong. Naomi lost her husband and children. Ruth lost her homeland, but both had to play parts in order to belong. They had to take action. At times it meant sacrifice, it meant giving of themselves, it meant putting others first and investing time. It meant investing energy, self and love. It's a story, this, of heartbreak, of loss, of struggle, but also of love and of survival, and of action, 
and ultimately belonging. A story of life living through ups and downs. A story of belonging and salvation and living life to the full as God has called us to. With him as our foundation. We have the same opportunities before us. To really belong here at RBC, we have to constantly be making the effort to build relationships, to trust one another, and to care for one another, to work together. To really belong here at RBC, we need to be constantly growing together, learning, worshipping, supporting, serving. What part do you play? Has God been speaking to you to get involved in some way? in sharing his love in some way. I wonder what God wants to say to you, what God wants to say to me this morning. And we're shortly going to come to communion. And one of the things that we're told before we come to God's table is to make sure that things are right between us as a family. And so as we pause shortly, I encourage you, to bring your open hearts before God. To ask him to forgive you for things that are just not right in your life. To ask him to heal relationships that maybe are damaged. To help you to forgive someone who has hurt you, maybe inadvertently. But we're all invited to this wonderful place. The place where we truly, deeply belong. Amen.